Do you guys remember that old Conan O'Brien skit back in the year 2000? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where we're going, guys. So welcome, everybody, to another Magic City podcast. We are continuing our series on comic book through the decades, and we've reached the finish line. Yeah. It's been a long race. The last 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going all out, guys. We're going from 2000 till today. Um, I do have to admit, learned a lot and put some things in perspective that I didn't, that I knew but didn't realize, you know, like when they came out and the significance of it. I think a lot of, I think a lot of us were surprised when, when certain characters and certain storylines and what decade they dropped. Yeah. I think you just, you, you just used to thinking that it was this decade, but it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the two thousands to to today are gonna cover a lot of the ones that we knew that were in the in, the, in those decades. You remember those uh, discs, those CDs? That's why I call music. Yeah, today. now. Yeah, that's why I call music now. now. That's what I call music. That's why I call comics now, guys. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. We had a lot of impressive storylines and a lot of changing directions for some of the big uh, studios in the two thousands. In the two thousand, yeah, just two thousand to twenty twenty two. That that big change was those first ten years. No, we also had New Fifty Two rebirth. Like, I know we'll get well, there, we'll get okay. there. But that but that main big where you had the big stories, the big change happens in that in that first decade. There's a huge difference between the early two thousands from the nineties. Yeah, there's yes. a big difference in in storylines and characters and sales. Definitely, because sales dropped in the two thousands because the nineties kind of just winged out everything. Yes. It'd be- because the consumer was so turned off by the hobby and all the variant covers and all the publications coming out every week, right? Yeah, they wore out. Yeah, they were just they were hit with so much stuff that they were just worn out and they just got out of it. I mean, we were also in a different time in the political setting as well. True. I mean, the economy was in the tank. Everything, people's jobs. We were at war. It was just a lot. I think. Yeah, I think the big the big difference for me, I mean, personally, was that you know we finished high school in two thousand mm-hmm. and. At that point, you know, I was, I was, I started my career. I started going out, partying. I really got away from the whole comic book scene and the whole industry. So I really don't remember a lot of it as it happened. I remember it because I went back later on and followed up on it and read some of the stories and got in touch with some of the characters. I agree. While I was in college, I stepped away from it. And then probably towards the later 2000s, closer to 10, jumped right back into it. 2014 was when I came back to it. it was, that's when Spider Gwen came out because I remember that's the first book that I picked up from the new st- or from the from the LCS, and it was because Mary Jane was in a band and she was a drummer. Great transition, Paul. Edge of Spider Verse, one <laughs> yep. of the biggest characters that came out during that time frame, uh, was Spider Gwen. There haven't been a lot of characters that can hold their own, and she seems to have held her own quite well. But I would say Spider Gwen was big later on. When she initially came out, yes. When she initially yeah. came out, she wasn't really much. Mm. It, you know, 10 years later is when she actually picked up some steam. But then... Are you looking into the future? I know. It hasn't, I it say, hasn't been 10 years. It hasn't years. been 10 well, years close yet. enough. <laughs> 24. Close enough. Round Let, up, bro. Round up. Let's when be you're honest. When you 19, you can't buy alcohol. Yeah. Round up, bro. But let's be honest. She got big during COVID. Yeah. That's when she blew up. Miles Morales had a bigger impact initially than Spider-Gwen. Yes, because people were so divisive on Miles Morales being Spider-Man. Right. So, and it was, you were literally replacing Peter Parker. Right. Yeah. So, another big transition, uh, Ultimate Fallout, uh, first appearance of Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yep. What do you think about Marvel previews 95? <laughs> Not a comic book. Not even a magazine. But is it a first appearance? It's a, it's a book where you order stuff from. Is it a first appearance? 
<laughs> Didn't we do a podcast on that? I know. Tune in, guys. <laughs> Check the videos. Uh, first appearance. Check the receipts. Check the controversial receipts. first appearances and everything that surrounds it. But I think those were necessarily the two biggest characters that came out in conjunction with Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Yeah. So her own Disney show, more than what Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales have right now. Right. So. Yeah, I would say that those are big ones from the 2010s. Those yeah. are like the biggest ones. The whole thing that everybody thinks the MCU is setting up, the Young yeah. Avengers. Right. Which well, they kind of are. I mean, they've introduced. They've introduced all of them. They've introduced all of them. In different ages. The, yeah. I still think, don't assume that because it went a certain way in the comics, it's going to go that way in the MCU. Yeah, I agree. Basically, from what they've shown us, don't follow the story. It doesn't mean it's going to happen the same way. It doesn't mean they're going to put it together the same way. I think people are starting to understand that, which is why the spec market's kind of been haywire for the oh, last The whole year. market's been on the floor. But the whole market, but this in particular, people were buying stuff. Like, it, that necessarily mean, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen that way. I remember somebody calling Young <laughs> Avengers the giant size X-Men of our time. Yeah. I'm like, you're full of shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell out of here. But, I, I mean, just to kind of go off on that, I mean, the storylines we got in the 2000s, I mean, even in the 90s, I mean, let's 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 just call it what it is. I mean, the, the big thing of the 2000s was the MCU. The movies? The movies. Yeah, the like, MCU, in, like yeah. in the late, yeah. in the late, yeah. But by the time you start with well, 2008s, when you get the first ones, you get Iron Man. And after right. that, like the MCU gets rolling. That's that that that's the big, big, big thing that happens in the 2000s that gets everybody going on what well, we have today. It's the rise of the superhero movies. We had Spider-Man in 2000. We had Spider-Man 2002, X-Men 2000, Batman Begins 2005. And these were blockbuster movies in their own right. And right. they were appealed to everybody. They appealed to kids, adults. You know, first time we ever got a Spider-Man movie, everybody was going to go see that. Mm-hmm. So, but it was it was it was the the long-term storytelling that Marvel did with comics, the actual books. They started it with the movies, mm-hmm. and obviously, it's it's worked for them. Yeah, and it worked better than when X-Men came out because that that was a group. My MCU, what they did is they dedicated each hero in their own right, and they had to come together for a common goal. So, I think you built up. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, independently of each other first. Yeah, and introduced these characters that not a lot of the the mass public knew about. Mm-hmm. I think the also the the thing that also changes is before the MCU like blossomed into what it is now, there was a disconnect between like comic books and movies. True, because Marvel didn't you know uh, control them. You had you had characters that, that would go out. You had comics that wouldn't reference it. I mean, you had. Very famously, very publicly, the fact that Marvel kind of trashes X Men for most of the 2000s, like after was it 06, 07, they downplay the X Men. They yeah. don't want Fox to, they want to disassociate themselves from the Fox movies by the time like X3 comes out. Yeah. So, like, they're not even like X Men's an afterthought. Like, Avengers is, is booming. They're writing great Avengers stories. The movies start coming out. X Men is trash. Like they since they don't have a control of them in, in the films, they're barely putting anything out. Fantastic Four was the same thing. Right. Fantastic Four ended. Fantastic yeah. Four ended because of the Fox movies. They wanted to that but that's also by the time Disney had bought them out, they wanted just to be like Disney wanted to create the whole cohesive model. So they were like, if we're not gonna have an FF movie, let's just kill the comic book. That was one of the biggest things talking to one of our local uh comic book shops here. That that was part of like the whole decision to do that. 
Yeah, which was it's a it was a weird thing with Marvel and Fox and the way the way they were treating the comic books. But with movies, Transformers. That was like I've always said it. Spider Man proved that you can do a superhero movie. Transformers blurred the lines of what live action and CGI can do. Because when you see those robots with the humans, you can't tell what's real and what's not. You can't tell where like the CGI ends and where it begins. Like they did such a good job with Transformers and that brought in that genre of person that grew up with Transformers, but it also introduced a new audience to the Transformers because it was a big blockbuster. It looked amazing. You had fairly known actors and the director. Yeah, you had Shia LaBeouf coming off the Disney Channel. LaBeouf. LaBeouf coming off the Disney Channel, even <laughs> Stevens. And you had Megan Fox that was uh, an actress up and coming. Right. On her own. So. And say what you want about Michael Bay. Um, Everything explodes. Yeah. The, there was just something about yeah, the, the way the Transformers looked. Yeah. The CG in that movie is ridiculous. God, it's it's top notch, man. I mean, they like I said, it, that, that movie to me blurred the lines between live action and CGI. It was, it was, it was amazing. And it continued. Throughout the other Transformers movies, yeah, I haven't seen like the last three. I I don't have anything good to say about them. Uh, special effects wise, they're fantastic, but right. they're like yeah, perfect. visually they're amazing. Yeah, they're, like, they're like pretty shiny piles of trash. Yeah, yeah. And you know, then you had yeah, obviously you had the Avatars, and you had all these other big movies that came out. But when it comes to to actual CGI stuff, to me, Transformers was the best movies. But let's also take it a step back and also look at TV shows. And just what was happening in mainstream media right now with comics. And guys, we know this is comics through the decade, so just stick with us because you'll see how it all correlates. Um, I think you made the transition that comics were not just the typical nerd mold. Like everybody liked comics or liked something of pop culture in it because it literally jumped to the other stage of it where it was acceptable to have like a little Spider-Man toy on your desk or a little thing. I mean, that's what the premise of Funko was. That's oh, but cool. you had Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman. Those were like the mainstream mm-hmm. characters that people knew, knew at all times. Yeah. Nobody knew Iron Man. Nobody knew any of those other Avengers. Like the Avengers, really, unless you were a nerd, a comic book reader, a comic book nerd, you didn't know who they Nobody were. Nobody knew who the Fantastic Four was. Nobody knew who that was. So those three were like the staple characters in pop culture that stayed throughout the, the, the times. Mm-hmm. But I think... Just with all this and how the MCU started, Incredible Hulk. We had two Incredible Hulk movies before the MCU even started. So, comics are cool. Nerds, they broke the mold. Everybody becomes a seller. And I think just pop culture, Big Bang Theory came out in 2007. Comic Book Man came out in 2012. Toy Hunter, Storage Wars, Pawn Stars. And I think this was the first time that people actually saw, like, when they bring in a pop culture expert. Hey, this comic book is worth $20,000. Everybody's like, what do you mean a comic book's worth $20,000? Because you just applied it to the masses. I mean, Comic Book Man was probably like the first show to like just be comic book oriented and like yeah. pop culture-ish. Because mm-hmm. they, they didn't just talk about comic books. You know, they had the Batmobiles there. They had like all the movie stars and all that stuff going there. And they're like the pickers and all that stuff. Yeah, like every once in a while you have a comic book or you have a video game that they bring in some expert to evaluate. But... It slowly started dribbling in or drip, dripping into the like mainstream. Yeah, by the end of, of the early 2000s, you have <coughs> comic book characters going into like pop culture. Yeah. And not just like the big three in, in DC, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Spider Man that everybody knows. 
random comic books, lesser known ones to like everybody else, like X Men, Avengers, uh, independent titles. Like you start seeing it on stuff. You start seeing figures on T shirts. It just it starts being uh, it starts coming out in, in in the language of people. It also you also see the power of the internet and the power of social media as well. That had a lot to do with it because not only with pop culture in and of itself. Social media brought back the first show ever from cancellation, and it was Family Guy. And then they brought back Futurama again. And mm-hmm. then the social media sort of formed this community of we all like the same things, but you could be a pilot, you could be a Coast Guard, I could be, you know, an executive. Like, it doesn't matter what we are. Don't ever call me a pilot again. <laughs> Cop that, didn't you? I did cap that. Yeah. Listen to our other podcast by Paul. Uh, doesn't like to be called a pilot. Because um, I'm not. <laughs> no, but... You get it, it broke the mold of the nerd and it did everything in social media, gave people the voice, and it sort of gave a direct line to what the people actually wanted to see. I wouldn't say so much social media because social media was in its infancy at that time, but I think the internet did more of a job because now you had dedicated websites huh. to yeah. comic books. You had dedicated sites to that talk about comic books, characters, you know, online price guys. You had all these places that people can go to now before you can only go to your LCS yeah. or to a convention. But now you have people starting websites, people starting forums. Yeah, people sharing, like people sharing, sharing their, their right. love of comics. So you had people that were not interacting with other people in different states. So if they didn't have a community at home, they had one online. Right. And what we forget as we go into the 2000s, the 90s killed a lot of local comic book stores. They did. Yep. So people might have had this place to hang out, whatever it might be, every Wednesday, every weekend. You don't have that anymore. You don't have people to share your hobby with. And now you replace that with the internet. Exactly. This is no lie. You, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. There's only one comic shop around now that was still around when we were like in middle school. True. High school. Yeah. And that's A&M. Everything else is gone. Yeah. They haven't been around that long. It was what? Tropic Comics. Tropic Anime Comics, Hurricane. Anime Hurricane. What? Frank's? Alternate Dimension. Frank's has been retooled now. Yeah. So. Yeah, as a new owner. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's the, the internet did a lot for pop culture and comics within 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 the genre, man. You know what we also forgot? CGC started in this time. That's right. CGC started in this time. So now all your little comic books that are sitting in the attic can be preserved and given an intrinsic value of something as opposed to your own personal opinion. But would CGC have become the behemoth that it is now without the internet and social media? I don't think so because it would have been a different time. Imagine CGC coming out in the eighties; you would have had to send your stuff through a local comic book store. Right. You would, you would have known about them only yeah. through a through a local comic book store. Exactly. I think also the fact that the comic book collecting as like an investment starts to take off. Yes. With like with like a broader audience, which or is with why they with to use. with. Let, let's be honest. Tech Twenty Seven, Action Comics One, AF Fifteen were always investment pieces, but now. Other books started getting to that level. FF1, right. X-Men 1. Or even like just smaller books. Yeah. Started taking on that. You know, people were betting their freaking hedges on Spawn. Yeah. People were going out and buying Spawn 1s. People were going oh, out I'm and sorry, buying... I'm sorry, I'm stepping on a copy of Spawn 1 right now. <laughs> sorry. I'll never forget my cousin. When we were in college, he's like, George, I got... Because he had Spawn. Like, he, he liked collecting... When I was collecting comic books, he collected like image stuff. Yeah. And like random stuff like Shadowhawk and Spawn. What do you think I get for my collection? He had like two long boxes. He had like he has like spawned one through like twenty something. I'm like, not much, man. Like, you're not gonna retire off what you got there. You have a bunch of like indie stuff, and spawn is even now, it's not like a, a big book. You know? It's 
the running joke with Spawn is whenever Tom McFarlane sees one that he hasn't signed, he's like, there's probably more unsigned copies now than there are signed. Because that's his most signed book. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, they've made like millions of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think all of this played a, a key component into the hobby as we know it today. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just going back into the MCU and storylines, I mean, we had top storylines come out. We had Captain America Winter Soldier come out. Mm-hmm. That completely changed the game for Bucky and Captain America's history. Mm-hmm. It did. We had um, the Ultimate Universe come out for Marvel. We had mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate FF. And that was huge. Um, we had just started college when that came out. Yeah. It was a big deal. And I remember it took me all to track it because I, I, I went to school out of state. And someone, I had a pool list that was waiting for me when I got back, and someone pulled out Ultimate Spider-Man issue one and nice. bought it. <laughs> um, but those were big books. And I, you know what's really cool? Not many people know this because you would find out in Wizards. This is before you had all the online websites. Ultimate X-Men, when it f- originally was at a start, they were going to be like a government-sponsored team. It was going to be very different from when we got, like they had a cat, and that cat was supposed to be Mystique, and she was like a plant. And there were all these things that we never got. It was going to be a much more interesting book. And then it was all kind of toned down and just turned into like X-Men younger. You know what was impressive though? Civil War. Civil War was impressive. When you had hero versus hero. Yep. That was, and it's sort of, do you back the government or do you back the people's choice? Never it, the it, government. It changed the game in comics. That I'm, changed. Captain, I'm, Cap, I'm team Cap all the way, man. And he was a government soldier. Yeah. Which is ironic. Yeah. You know it's crazy when even Punisher's like, hey, Cap, you're right. Yeah. Hey, Pat Cap's like, get the hell out of here. I don't want you. Yeah, Yeah, he kicks him out. (laughs) He kicks him out. Um, We also had the rise of um, independent books and long-lasting universes. We had Why the Last Man. Mm -hmm. We had The Walking Dead that started so long ago. Yeah. And, you know, apparently it's supposed to end now in three weeks. Oh, God, Jimmy's subscribing to a conspiracy theory that only he subscribes to. Exactly. <laughs> we'll find out after November twenty. Three other shows in the process of being made. Right, just, yeah, to be, just, just to be clear, just to be clear, this is Jimmy thinks that it's gonna end by surprise, as did the comic book. Yeah. Okay, did we not have four Rick movies locked and loaded, and then it stopped? The pandemic started. No, it was before the pandemic. He got written off the show in like twenty eighteen, yes, and he was there. Were movies were going to be filmed in twenty twenty, and they had to pull that off. They're news. in the middle of Fake shooting news. his show. Fake news. Two of them are in post-production. Jimmy thinks he's going to get the same, that uh, Kirkman's going to do the same thing with the, with the yeah. show. Yeah, Kirkman's going to have his company spend millions of dollars on <laughs> fake productions and then be like, hey, sorry psych. Guys, psych. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, like Paul right. says, there's no end game then. Uh, we know Maggie and Negan survive. Of course there's no end game because the longer they, they run it for, the more money they make. Yeah. Mm. Jimmy, you say, mm, like five years ago, they said they will, they will, Keep making Walking Dead until it stops making the money. That was said. So let's find out, guys. We'll have the receipts. Yeah, let's check their right. receipts. Jimmy's going to be like, I, I don't remember that. Yeah. Delete I, video. I <laughs> <laughs> so what else came out in the 2000s? What other storylines are we missing, Jimmy? Look it up. Okay, so we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> there was some post talk there, guys, that you're not privy to, but... Um, no, come on, Sam. No, I don't want to no, say it anymore. I want to say it now. Okay, Sam. We got the boys. Okay. We had a uh, Planet Hulk, yeah. World War Hulk, which is like a big topic nowadays. Yes. Old Man Logan, great storyline. House of M. Best part about uh, Old Man Logan, Trader Trash Hulk. 
Trailer Trash Hulk. <laughs> the Trailer Trash Hulk. Well, it also created Old Man uh, Hawkeye and Old Man Peter Quill, which were also great stories. Like Hawkeye was going blind and he wanted to avenge yeah. his friends. So great stories, guys. Read them. And those are great stories that, you know, you might see them in the future. You might see them in the MCU at some point or another. Potentially, yeah. I mean, the MCU has caught up to stories that are less than 15 years old. Right. So. Yeah. The, uh, the, a lot of the MCU stories were from the uh, 2000s. Yeah. Winter Soldier, Civil War. House of M kind of played with it. We're not there yet. No, they kind of played with like the with Wanda's power, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll we'll get a House of M style story. We'll get her. MCU. We'll get her to say no more mutants. Yeah, maybe. But we already know that they've said like they don't want to get too close to comic book store. Like they want to keep it uh, keep like a ten to fifteen year buffer. That'll be that'll be a hybrid. That's another thing we could talk about when it came to the twenty tens, the recycled storylines. This is the twenty tens. Well, no, because World War Hulk was in, was in the 2000s. Yeah, but it's a whole 22 years. Hey, biggest one of all, I think, what? The New 52? New 52, DC Rebirth. New 52, 52 people were going to retire off it. New 52 was huge. I remember seeing the, the news. Uh, they the, had commercials the, on TV. Yeah, they had the news, and they were saying, oh, they're, they're revamping all the superheroes. Everybody's going to get a new number one. They're all going to be worth millions of dollars. And guess what they did? Two years later, they revamped they it revamped all again. everything. But, I mean, they... No, five. Five? Some five, good five. stories came out of there. Kurt. Court of Owls. Court of Owls. I mean, the Batman run, the 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 Capullo Snyder team up started yeah, with there. But my issue with DC when it comes, it was that their constant thing is of just like let's just reset the time. Reset oh, of course, time. it's oh, it's like their crutch. But the, yeah, exactly, it That's gets to it the is. point where it's too much, and they're like, oh, we, we reset it too much. Let's go back, and then they they, they try to bring back old timelines and they try to hybrid everything that's together, one of the yeah. things that I, I why i never got into dc is because you never know continuity continuity wise what's going on yeah. can we talk about the current market now paul <laughs> not really <laughs> all right guys that's a wrap thanks <laughs> so current market uh leading into as we wrap up the series leading into today what do you guys feel about the current comic books that are coming out today hit the rewind button well, that's what they're doing. They're repeating stories. Well, we're rewinding it back to the 90s. Well, when, oh. when it comes to their tactics on sales? Yeah. Yes. I saw... So, we get the FOCs and all that. I saw a Batman fighting a Superman civil, silver foil variant cover that reminded me of the Vision cover. From oh, the like, 90s. because it's, it's raised. Yeah. I'm like, they're doing it. They're, they're going to kill comic book shops. Not only are comic book shops contending against conventions and the online channel, now they're competing with the people that are supposed to give them their livelihood. Like we have uh, the comic book store. He's like, I can't order all the variants. Sometimes it's 10, 12 variants and each of them are $10 books. But you know, what's funny that they're gonna, they're shooting themselves in the foot because every store, the stores, okay. because now they're, they're financing these variants for themselves. These store exclusives, all these exclusives. That's a whole other, yeah. but they're fighting me, but they're shooting themselves fine. in the foot yeah. because now they're putting out of pocket money. To come up with these books and they're just saturating the market so much that it's going to happen like the 90s, but it's not going to be via Marvel. That's pumping them out. But the difference is I could throw an acetate cover on it. That's true. $37 on Amazon. You can get a roll. You just need, you just need, two, you just need what? Two staples or one staple? That's a good question. Maybe you we'll do, do the, different variants. You can do the three staple variant. But it's funny because I, I wonder if the shops that are doing that are shops that weren't around in the 90s to see like, hey... Everyone else kind of did this and fell apart because of it. I would say that a good amount of them were not around in the 90s. But I think they know better and greed corrupts at the end of the day that they're doing this to do the immediate cash grab. Of course. 
There's no other way. Of course. <laughs> like, no offense. Like, even DC did it with Harley Quinn recently. When she hit that 100, like, they put her on a variant cover of iconic DC issues. So they right. put her, like, on Batman 35, Detective 27, all these different books. Is that going to be worth anything? No. Look, I think we are old enough to be able to recognize and remember what happened. Somebody that's 10 years younger than us, they they didn't live through that. They didn't see that. No, because so they were I too think, young to see it. Yeah. yeah so, so I uh, think that that's where your point comes I, in. Like, they don't They, they, they don't, don't get it. So I'll, I'll be like, hey, go on eBay and look at books from the right. 90s. You're going to find the same type of covers, and you can find them for like a dollar now. The only difference is that the print runs aren't that big. They weren't like the 90s. Where you're not printing a million copies of a book. You're right, but then you have 40 uh, store-exclusive variants of 600 copies But each. that's what killed Marvel initially was the amount of print runs that they were pushing. And now Marvel's just outsourcing it now. They're and like, now they're just yeah, financing yeah. themselves. The shops are financing it themselves, which they're going to go, they're, they're going to go, you know, tits up. And they're financing it themselves on not knowing if the story's going to actually have legs. Right. Right. Because if it's like, let's pretend... I'm doing, we're doing Magic City's doing a special cover for Ultimate Fallout 4, and we didn't know it'd be Miles Morales. That book was skyrocket. But that's one out of how many who come out? Thousands? Like, I think you have a better shot of freaking winning the lotto or something. It's thousands of books that come out. Yeah. And uh, one store will do the virgin copy, the trade dress copy, the secret copy, the minimal trade dress, the minimal copy. trade dress, the, the metal. Yeah, that's the metal copy, the acetate copy. They, it's, they, each store. Makes five, six different variants. So this is a chicken and the egg argument. I don't fault them. If people are willing to pay that amount of money for those books, it's a business. Oh, but don't cry when you go under. Yeah, the, but, oh, it's, but it's that's not. society altogether. It's right. like, oh, I need to get my money now. Oh, you didn't buy my book. Oh, you don't like me. I'm being bullied. Uh, you know, it's whatever. Look, the selling it takes, platform. It takes one person to do it and be successful at it. And then everybody else just copies that person. Oh, it's not sustainable, though. You're eventually, you're going to get screwed. It's not sustainable. And, and they should learn because in the 2000s, after the 90s, come, they kind of learned. And you don't see like those millions of variants. You get like one or two. On a special book, AR number one, a milestone issue. It seems like every other week there's a book that has like five covers. And I remember just it was cover A, cover B for those key storylines. They did it for Ultimate Fallout. They did it for Amazing Spider-Man, New Ways to Die, which Mm -hmm. is when they introduced Mm Anti-Venom. They did it for The Vengeance, where you introduced America Chavez, another key character that came out during this time frame. It wasn't every goddamn book. Yeah, now, now it's every book. It's, it's crazy. Insane. So they're not just regurgitating the whole thing with variant covers. They're also recycling stories now, which we've seen over the last like 10 years, a lot of recycling. And I think that's probably why we don't really get into the modern stuff anymore. Why you're not, why as you get older, you don't, you stop reading the weekly stuff. And I've noticed as I've gotten older, I remember people that were like in their thirties when we were like teenagers yeah. at comic books were mentioned like, Oh, I don't read the new stuff. I don't read Marvel because uh, same story. And they, they start reading indie. I understand now. After like 20 years, you start seeing a lot of like the same stories redone. How many clone sagas have we already had in the last 10 years? Secret Wars, we've had three of them. Uh, Civil War 2. And it's like, usually when they get done again, it's like a watered down version. And that's, I think you hit the nail right on the head. That's why everybody went to indie. And that's why Image just took off. Blew up, yeah. Because the storylines were amazing. 
and people gravitated to those storylines because you were getting you know Something secret new. world secret wars 15 like yeah it's get, so many regurgitated stories that nobody getting, wants to read yeah. that crap you're anymore. getting a fresh story i'm sure eventually that might happen with yeah. them as they as they as they keep going because sometimes that happens you regurgitate the story because you've been around for 50 years right. and now the the are you good enough to dress it up so it's harder to tell? But what mm-hmm. you're doing too is that you're telling you're, you're you're telling like the clone saga. You're telling that story to you're aiming at the people that read the clone saga initially. Yeah, you're not retelling the story to n- the new audience. Right. Yeah. Because this is where the facsimiles come in. Right. I mean, literally, you're doing facsimiles for like Incredible Hulk 181. You're doing it for the first Gambit, Giant Size X Men. Fine. But then you're also doing Edge of Spider-Verse. Yeah. You're also doing Ultimate Fallout that's less than 10 years old. Like, it it becomes a little sickening to, like... I mean, it's blatant, but, like, I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. It's a business. If people are buying it, why why are we the fault them for doing it? But it's, it's not sustainable. It's not going to sustain itself for the next five years. I mean, hell, right now, you probably don't need to sustain itself for the next two years. Yeah, I mean, the market's... I mean, it's no joke, guys. If you guys listen to us, you know the market's been in a crash. Like yeah. The prices people were getting as far as January are nowhere near what you're, you could buy it for now. Right. Now is the time to buy for your personal collection. I'd say even wait another six months to a year. Yeah, you can still wait. There's, still, there's some books that have come down that probably don't have much more room because they're probably back at 2018 prices. But yeah, I mean... The big books that people... Do you remember what AF-15s were going for Oof. when Spider-Man no, uh, no Way Home came out? No. What was the last one? Yeah, No Way Home. No Way Home, no Way Home yeah. 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 Every, everything went crazy, man. Everything went, everything went absolutely just bonkers. I think it's besides the lockdown and those prices, everyone had disposable income. Yeah. And then every, the economy kind of tanked and everything got expensive and now you no longer had the the ability to go buy comics because you have to go to work you're not spending more money everything the price of everything's gone up gas eggs Can't oh, my wait. grocery Thanks. store bills like twice as much as it was last year team cheese buy half as much food <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work we got two people um <laughs> you gotta ration your own food <laughs> in your house, <laughs> your own food <laughs> the house what is this man two bites baby two bites all right <laughs> no more we took a little bit big on the first That's one i'll let it slide crazy will cost you like 40 bucks not cost you 80 and I think we're going to be in for a rougher ride. Probably. Absolutely. I mean, Elon Musk just laid off. Like, I don't know how many thousand. Half. <laughs> Half. Good. <laughs> it's a business. Everybody's like, no, they can't do that to me. It's a business. Well, any, anyone can get fired, but. No, layoffs also. You cut the fat. I it's, know. A, it's a business. I mean, <laughs> don't tell people, hey, you have to work 82 hours a week and then fire everybody. The guy's got to freaking, <laughs> the guy's got to turn that company on. Twitter's never made a freaking dollar of profit. Yeah. So the guy's going to turn it into a profitable company. Or at least he's going to try. He'll try. Yeah. And he's going to piss off thousands of people along the way. Listen, I just it, can't it, wait till I get my blue check mark. Yeah. $8, baby. Dude, $8? Elon, Elon, you got yeah, my 8 bucks I a think month. those people that Can have I pay in advance for the yeah, whole year, bro? Most people, you get a, like a discount. Most people with the blue check are just angry because now anyone can get it. Yeah. And then there, there are these little celebrities that are just leaving Twitter. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I, I don't, no, but you? it's funny. They say they're going to leave, but they never cancel their account. They just sit there like loitering, just seeing, yeah. what's, seeing what's happening because they oh. you, they can't get away from it. Yeah. To be fair, I, I don't care because I only use Twitter for sports news. Yeah, that's what I do. I use it for just news. So that was a fun little detour. Yeah. It'll still segue. Yeah. So honestly, guys, what do you guys think about the hobby now, today? Through this whole series, hopefully we brought you some education and you learned some different things. I know it was eye-opening for me, just 
knowing the time frame of things, knowing when certain things came out in the different eras, like it shocked me when we did the research for this. Yeah, where do you guys think it's going in the next 10 years? Like, what's the next evolution of the comic book industry in the next 10 years? Listen, I'm surprised that the the, the digital ones haven't taken off, that we're still on the paper. It's great, because I thought that the those those digital prints were going to kill comics, but they're still kicking. Yeah. I think it's going to be back to the 90s. You're going to have all these crazy production companies and all these crazy, uh, you know, publication companies to do this. And I think it's just going to reel back the hobby in. And I think they're going to be more prescriptive on what they do. That's I, just my, my opinion. Like, I, I have a feeling we're probably in for another three, four years of this. And then it's going to go back. And they'll probably try to do less, but better quality is what I'm hoping. And then so you think the, it'll shrink again? I think it'll shrink again. Like, we'll go back to the times where Civil War or right. good stories. I hope I hope we have, call it like a renaissance mm-hmm. of... Exactly what it is. Of, of storytelling where a, they, they bring in a new, fresh team of writers and artists and you see new, original stories, not regurgitated stories, original stories, different art, just different ways of telling new stories. I, I hope that's what we see in the next 10 years. Perfect example. Recent stories that have come out that were great. Stray Dogs and the death of Master Splinter in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line. Like, those were just great stories. Um, and they weren't produced by the big ones. You know, they were produced by IDW. I'd, I'd like to see that in the big ones. Just a renaissance in a great Marvel story. and DC. Yeah. A great story. Thank you for listening to the Magic City Podcast. Don't forget to listen to us on any of your uh, favorite streaming platforms. Make sure to like and subscribe. Appease those algorithm gods, as Paul likes to say. And make sure to leave comments. Let us know if you like it, dislike it. If you think we're full of crap, if you like listening to us, just let us know.